What role does learning agility play in a business's ability to evolve? To answer that question, we're here today with Ms. Pacharan Angatachap, or as we call her here at SEAC, Yuri. She's a senior consultant with SEAC who's an expert in human resource management design. She's a coach and a master psychometric assessor. Yuri, thank you so much for taking the time to stop in and talk to us today. Thank you as well, Dana. Now, I want to I jump right into this whole idea of learning agility and how that really helps a business evolve or innovate, which is a big part of what we do here at SEAC. And your experience with clients, because you've worked with a lot of them, what's one of the biggest challenges organizations have when it comes to being agile as it relates to learning? Um, personally, I think learning is really, it's basically, it's about people. Hmm. So doing anything what people trying to like help them to be more agile, this is, I mean, a challenge already. Hmm. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that you really kind of dive into with them is helping their people be more agile. Not So not just in their learning, but in the way that they approach their work. Right. Because um, agile for me is flexibility and learning about new things and adapt uh, oneself into the situation that are unknown to them. Mm. So um, nationally, people are, are more family or are more co comfortable with uh, the things that they they know the patterns that they know because um, although s someone say that they are really like um, flexibility or want to challenge themselves with doing new things all the time, um, naturally we are not built that way. We're <laughs> built to just be comfortable? Yeah, we're built to like, uh, I understand this pattern, I experienced this before, so I'm more comfortable to, to do the things the way that I have done before. That, that's why we thrive when we have routine. Right. right. I, and I think that that's a big contrast, a real juxtaposition to what we want in business because leaders want their people to be more proactive, right? They want them to take ownership, take initiative, mm -hmm. constantly learn. And I think as people, we want that as well. But like you said, sometimes routine is just so comfortable and you know, it can help us be productive, but also limit us. Yeah. Is there a way to assess how capable like someone mm -hmm. is of learning? Uh, in an, within an organization or even just individually and uh -huh. in how they can take that capability and adapt it to become more agile? In terms of like um, personality, we have the psychometrics taste um, that can assess people potential mm. in terms of agility or I mean preferences to, to learn new thing and experience new thing. Uh, we have the tools to assess that kind of the qualities mm. yeah and based on my experience uh, some people are very I mean open to learn new things but um, learning new things is not the case of you learning the new knowledge or the things around you only mm. but it's about learning about diversity too so for some people it's very easy for them to learn about the things to like um, learn from the online and everything, but mm. it's difficult for them to like learning from the different view of the people around them. So learning agility for me is not about being agile to learn from, I mean, the book or the technology. Yeah. It's also from the people. So it's that ability to learn from different situations, right? And, and different different sources. 
different sources. Yeah. Now, when we, we think about how that applies in an organizational sense, you know, is is that more cultural? Like, does a company have to actually build a culture around being agile, being an agile learner for their employees? Or does it come down to having, say, systems in place within the organization that, that funnel people through? Uh-huh. Okay. Boiling down to, I mean, everything in the organization, who are the key drivers to make all this thing happen? Mm. The culture and system. People. So it, it comes down to those those leaders. Right. So it should start better start with the leaders because leader can like um, influence the the people and the way they do the things. Mm. So starting with the leaders and the key drivers will help drive the culture of I mean learning agility of the organization. Putting the system in place if the mindset of the people are not ready for it. What will they do? So you have to have the culture first to build the mindset. Right. And then once that mindset is working uh-huh. or is, is really instilled in, in the majority of the people, right. then it's up to them to put the systems that take advantage of that? Exactly, exactly. Uh, in my past experience for some organizations, when we want to change anything, uh, supposed to learning agility culture. Uh, what they, uh, what we usually do for the customer is that um, develop a set of behavior in terms of learning agility mm. that the the organization want to like mm, have from their people to demonstrate that. But uh, pushing this behavioral list to people, do you think we will work if people don't think that I want to do it? If you haven't instilled the culture first, right? Right. Yeah. It's like, okay, uh, uh, I will follow this list, but it may be short term because I don't want to do it. Mm. My mindset is not ready to go for it. I just do as you want to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. How, how long does that that take to instill that culture? Uh, very difficult to say. It depends. It depends. Uh, first of all, I think it's very important and critical for the leader to like be the role model mm. and take this very serious in every, I mean, policy, procedures, or everything, or KPI, mm. that they want uh, their people to demonstrate how they incorporate the learning agility into it, how they reward the learning agility out of it. Uh, that's really interesting, Yuri. And- I know that you're a master psychometric assessor. What role do those assessments play in helping to, you know, shape and build the culture within these organizations? Okay. Uh, based on my past experience with the customer, what we did for them most of the time is to help them uh, create the self-awareness. Mm. And um, each of the key uh, drivers or key people would take the, the, SS, uh, the psychometrics and we use the results based on their answer to interpret and see the qualities, whether they are comfortable or prefer to learn new things all the time. Putting, I mean, the results all together for, for the organization, we will see kind of the culture because it comes from the preferences of these key drivers of the organization to see whether um, they like support um, the atmosphere or the environment to help people learn new things and try new things. Interesting. 
So you, the the assessment's a really powerful tool in that regard to, to help you kind of look at the individual or look at the group and how their dynamics yeah. work together. Right, right. And it also creates the self-awareness, which is yeah. uh, very important for, for the leaders to, like, know. Because yeah. al- although they, they know about themselves, because um, most of them are, like, 40 hours or something, yeah. but uh, sitting down and seeing the results sometimes, like, help them reflect about themselves. Because people in, in everyday business, they are busy with their work. Mm. They should be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many people spend the time to like learning about themselves? Yeah. yeah. You can learn something else, but to learn about yourself is, it, one, it can be very difficult as well. I've gone through that right. myself where <laughs> um, I, I, took a, uh, I took Outward Mindset uh-huh. course, and uh, it, was, it was a very painful journey, <laughs> but, but a valuable one. Right, right. Yeah. So it, it can be difficult to go through that self-discovery, that self-learning yeah. internally, right? Right. Do you, do you ever see that with clients where a lot of people are like, oh, that's a little uneasy? <laughs> Most people do. <laughs> yeah. Even me. Even you? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like uh, I also, I mean, have started the journey a long time ago, five yeah. years ago since I joined uh, SEAC mm. and just first understood what psychometrics are. Yeah. Yeah. And until now, I think I, I still have a long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, I, I have quite a way myself. <laughs> <laughs> are, are there any other tools that you use in this process that, that are is powerful or, or that are very beneficial from the pr- for the company perspective? Um, after getting the results, I mean the psychometric results um, from the respondents, uh, we usually sat down with them and help them to like make sense of the results. Mm. What these psychometrics report give um, to you in terms of the information based on what you see yourself through the, the way that you're completing the assessment. Yeah. Interesting. One of the things that we hear a lot, especially lately from people in the space, in the leadership space is learning culture. Right, they talk a lot about the culture of learning or a learning culture within an organization. To me, for a shift of mindset like that, for a movement to become culture in an organization, it has to similarly engage people practicing it. So it has to engage every individual kind of in that hierarchy or in that organization. Now, I know you've gone through this a lot with multiple big organizations, small organizations. Could you share and maybe expand on some of the attributes of individuals that help create that culture of learning? Okay. Uh, for me, I think the most important things, um, top of my mind, I can think of one thing, the intellectual confidence. Oh, wow. That's intellectual <laughs> confidence. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, explore that a bit. Okay. In terms of um, psychometrics that I use, uh, uh, based on the Big Five model, uh, and oh, what what is the Big Five model? Just before, so in, for people who don't know, okay, the Big Five model uh, comes from the threats daily, talking about the five, the big five threats of people. Okay, in describing, I mean, the tendency of people demonstrating the behavior. Uh, the Big Five uh, consists of the first one. Extraversion or introversion. That's one and two. Is that one and two? Extraversion or introversion? It's the same. Okay. I mean, dimension. Okay. 
on I mean the opposite extreme. Okay. Yeah. The first thing is, is the openness to, to build a relationship with people, extroversion mm-hmm. or introversion. The second thing is the, I mean, openness to like uh, build relationship and also listen to people. Uh-huh. It talks about independence on one extreme and agreeableness on the other extreme. Okay. The third thing is about the thinking, openness to learn new things, which is part of the learning agility also. Uh, on one extreme, it is about pragmatism, uh, doing yeah. the things that we are family using the logic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, brain to make decision, and I mean, willing to learn about the things that relate to our current work. Okay. Pragmatism, and on the other extreme, it's about openness. Mm-hmm. I want to learn new things. I want to exp- uh, explore new things. I want to explore the new ideas that I haven't. I mean, have experienced before. This is the third one. For the fourth one, it's about self-control, mm. high or low self-control. When you like um, have the ideas, when you are in the organization, uh, are you like um, want to follow the rules and everything, follow your plan, or you want to like be um, flexible all the time? Mm. Yeah. The fifth thing, or the last one, which is I I think is the underlying. I mean factors of many people's in in performing in terms of um i mean working with people and also working on the task it talk about the coping style mm. high or low anxiety these are the big five that i'm talking about. okay and so based on these big five you're able to then identify several traits or attributes of individuals one of them is intellectual confidence intellectual confidence yeah right, so what is that Intellectual confidence is the perception of oneself mm-hmm. about um, how smart I am. Uh, for one extreme, people with high uh, intellectual confidence, uh, they usually believe that I can learn everything. It's mm. just a matter of um, interest or time. Uh, I have no problem of doing the, the exam. Exam is very easy for me. I have ability to learn everything outside my expertise too. So um, these people tend to demonstrate the behaviors of um, I'm comfortable with everything. Mm-hmm. Even the most difficult tasks, I'm ready to go for it. Uh, but on the downside, it may come with the confidence that block uh, these people to like listen to those they think are formed differently. That sounds a lot like me. <laughs> <laughs> I might score high in that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like we have the judgment in our head all the time. Uh, for these people, I will listen to him or not. No, he's not belong to my my league. Yeah, I, I definitely think I sc- maximum score in that that <laughs> attribute. Okay, so we are quite selective in terms of listening. Yeah, and open to certain people only. Yeah, this is a downside of having the I mean high intellectual confidence. Uh, yeah. So, what are some of the other attributes that that you look for in that l- culture of learning? And the other things, um, I'm thinking about the radical, open to experience new things, open to learn new things, and enjoy learning the, the things outside their expertise area. So, someone who has that radical learning. Uh, trait or attribute they don't necessarily have to have a high intellectual competence they just have to be interested right 
uh, and vice versa. Someone who has high intellectual confidence may very well not have the agility to learn exactly. or the passion to want to learn. Exactly, because um, they are not like completely correlated that way. Mm. Because I see a lot of patterns in people, and sometimes like very surprised to see a high intellectual confident people with like mm, not so radical because um, they believe that they can learn everything, but they have no interest in exploring new things. That's, that's, it's really weird to think that to, if you're in the mindset that I can learn anything, yeah. but I don't want to. I don't enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. I mean, to think about <clears throat> how that would also impact an organization's agility, right? If you have people who think they can learn it, but they don't go after it because it doesn't interest them. Right. Or maybe sometimes um, we, um, I experience uh, some people that have like obsolete knowledge, ah. but don't realize that I'm not, I'm in, in this era anymore. They still think they're in 1960. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you have to see the way Yuri said that. It was very, very telling. <laughs> but we, I think we all know those people who think that the world hasn't changed since the pre 2000s yeah. and they still try to apply life uh -huh. lessons the same way. Now, because uh, of the who move my cheese. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, with with those attributes, are they essentially are they set in stone, or can someone move the needle on those attributes and get better? Mm -hmm. Okay, um, it depends on um, the self awareness. Hmm. If that person is aware of this quality of his or her own, and he or she is willing to change. Or want to develop these qualities. Mm. They I think can do that. This is where that very painful and difficult self journey, <laughs> self exploration comes in, right? That we talked about earlier. Right, right. Because the effort and the encouragement of um, that person is very critical. Because we cannot develop anything that we want if we are not open enough and we put the effort and we, like, I mean, thrive on it. Yeah. Persistent with it because it needs a lot of effort because we are not natural or built that way. It, that's why we're comfortable in those routines. But is that where systems come into place to sort of help people move into that direction? I think a lot of organizations that I um, have some I mean, experience with, they try to help their people. Mm -hmm. uh, some organizations provide the learning for, for their people. Uh, in this, I mean, in this era, it's more about the l online learning or something. Mm. They put this in place for their people to like to learn anything that they want, anytime that they want. Yeah. Like control the journey about the learning. But how many people use that system? This is, I mean, the question that come up after having that in place. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, learning from my my ex colleagues or, or the HR people in the area, it's mm. not like it's. Is that challenge to like support the people to do the real journey of I mean, learning more. There's a low engagement rate there. Yeah, it it needs a lot of effort, effort to to like um, help people to manage and accommodate the learning into their I mean normal life because people are more concerned about their results, mm. the KPI and that things. So I guess that it, it kind of shows that that. Uh, what do you call it? The radical learning, right? Right. Maybe is a, a very rare attribute. Right. Yeah. Uh, 
rare. Um, it's just uh, it, it's one attribute, but also the way that um, I mean there are some more factors that affecting these also. Yeah. Uh, if saying about rare, it's not that rare. Okay. But uh, there may be some threats. I mean, interrupting this radical okay. qualities. Like if I'm very focused on my text, uh. it will steal my time because I want to m make this happen. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I have a, a friend who's very much like that where he has passions and things he wants to explore, uh -huh. uh, work in his shop and do stuff like right. that, but he's so focused on tasks uh -huh. that he never gets to to engage in what he wants to uh -huh. what what you know the things that he really enjoys right. because he over focuses on his tasks uh -huh. and it pulls him away from that yeah because um in in our i mean our life results are the most important thing that we need to deliver because mm. it impacts i mean yeah <laughs> uh, our slowly and cleans and and everything so finding that balance is important then right Right, and I mean the focus of people shifting about learning new things and focusing about results is a challenge. What you said remind me about the mindset of people mm. exploring or exploiting, because yeah. um, the culture of the organization of having to get results and more and more results every year may like groom people to like have to focus on the exploit mindset how I can do better in terms of um, getting more out of it, getting more results from, I mean, the area that I need to, f to deliver to the organizations. Having such focus is like, I mean, make you forget about the things I hate. Yeah, gives yeah. you tunnel vision. Yeah, although you want to learn, although you want to enjoy the moment of learning new things, but how can I apply it in my today's life? Mm a challenge yeah it's a challenge yeah having that question um some people may think i better focus on the resource that i need to deliver now is the answer of how to find that balance for an organization always the same or does it does it vary it also vary if um the culture is ready yeah and the leaders want like people to balance more about this kind of mindset mm. yeah um the, cu the culture is the key, right? Getting that culture yeah. in the right place. Uh, getting the culture and also the endorsement from the, I mean, the, the top. top. Yeah, right. it's got to trickle down. <laughs> right. uh, it's so much, so many moving parts to that, Yuri. It's really <laughs> interesting. I, I appreciate you taking the time to to come in and talk to me. I really do. My pleasure. Yeah. Uh, any, before we go, wrap it up. I just if. You could wrap up the whole idea of learning agility in business in like a few sentences. How how would you how would you define it? For learning agility, um, I think it better start with the mindset of people, hmm. because in this disruption time, it's very important for us to take the accountability to learn on our own. We cannot wait for the organization to provide us, although some organization have already provide the people everything they want, but what are we going to do mm. in order to utilize the resources that the organization already have for us? And also, how do we manage our time to accommodate this? We may like, mm, I mean, 
go for the bite size mm -hmm. learning every day. How we accommodate the time that five or ten minutes every day to learn the things that we enjoy and help us to grow more. Although it's not like uh, help us to see the results today or the I mean immediate application in our work, but it's very important because um, uh, everyone knows now by 2020, a lot of jobs are gone. 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 And <laughs> the workforce is shrinking. Right. AI will come, I mean, to take our job. Mm. So um, how do we start staying our job if we are not, like, have the learning agility? Mm. Yeah, to be ready for it. To, to get ahead of the curve. <laughs> right. All right, Yuri, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. And i looking forward to have you in here again. My pleasure. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that too. You've been listening to the Lead by Design podcast brought to you by SEAC's Contextualized Solutions. To find out more and to get exclusive supplemental content for this episode, check us out at seasiacenter.com slash cs.